Welcome back to uh, the Liquored Up Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Brian. Woo woo. And I am the now trophyless Nick up here in Madison. Well, you still have the trophy for four more days, right? I mean, yeah, but it's not rightfully mine it's anymore. You're gonna... I'm also trophyless, if that makes you feel any better. Do you have a trophy game though? Because no, I have two. I still do not. We I, what was it in the first or second pod this this year? We uh, tried to make one with me and Creed or something. Yeah, yeah. You guys were playing that, for the division championship. Yeah, that never yeah. really panned out. We never talked about it. We never did anything. I think this off season we really need to to make something out of that uh, three way trophy you were talking about. Uh, yeah. I don't remember exactly the details of that, but I remember it was good. The, I mean, it's the Army, Navy, Air Force thing, right? Yeah, but I yeah. how it worked in our league. I don't, I don't remember what what was proposed. I remember it was a good idea. I think you were just saying like a side bottle of liquor or something. Like, oh, I don't know. Or introduce a trophy or something. Mm. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, speaking of trophies too, just trophy games. I guess John doesn't have a trophy game well he does actually because he wins the phil trophy every year but um <laughs> when he was doing that video of shaving himself and he was like day 170 i was like oh my god I, <laughs> so at least he signed off with i'll see you next week so at least it's not like we're gonna get every day one of those videos because you could just see you know it'd be an interesting experiment i guess though to just see his eyes get a little bit deader inside every day is there any significance to 70 days like why so many points he lost by Oh, it was by the points. Okay. Yeah, oh, my. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Jeez. Yeah, it's the same thing as the, whatever, the Ice House Challenge, where whoever, normally Casey, mm-hmm. has to drink one Ice House per point lost. Yeah. Um, John put up a whopping 39.5 points, and uh, Casey put up 109.7. Casey also <laughs> renamed himself to Jason. I don't know why, and it's very confusing. Jason. Hmm. Is there some sort of inside joke there that I'm not getting? I'm thinking he probably ran into somebody in Hawaii named Jason that he thought was cool. (laughs) Okay, so uh, what do we... Oh, we got to do what we're drinking right now, huh? Yeah. It looks like we got a a unique drink assortment. Do we? I mean, I I see some wine over on on your side, Eric. Yeah, I do. I mean, I've I've done that a couple times this pod, but... Um, yes, I've got a Merlot. Nice. It's called Markham. That's nice. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Where is it from? What? What? In what Costco. vintage? Costco. Oh. Oh wait. What vintage? <laughs> Two thousand eighteen. Sounds like a good year, but it was nice yeah. and dry to really age the grapes on the vine. I've, I'm. I'm sure that's what happens. Um, I'm drinking an old fashioned. Uh, as I was Ooh. putting together all the um, all the whiskeys, I was like, whiskey sounds really good. So actually, I got a Sazerac Rye, which is one of the bottles we're going for. It's pretty good. Did you just buy multiple bottles and kept one for yourself? or? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, he's well, drink. He's drinking the trophy, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> a little you know, premature. Yeah, well, no. Whoever picks out this bottle is just gonna be like, "Wait, it looks like a raccoon got into yeah. it." <laughs> Brian's just saying, "No, they they just you know they only fill the bottles half full." <laughs> that, that's how exclusive they are. Uh, well, I'm drinking a Wisconsin classic, and what dreams are made of. That is uh, two women. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, for the bottles this year too, I guess uh, we'll talk about it later. If we get have to you that. have you been to New Glarus, Nick? Yeah, um, we used to take people there when they came up to visit because it's not too far away. But every time you go there, you can't just buy like a plastic cup or yeah. something. They give you a glass cup to take home. Mm-hmm. So we have like twenty of these like New Glarus glasses that we're just like, yeah. If you want to go, here's how you get there. But we're not going anymore. We went there. So we went there um, either before or after your wedding. I think it was on the way to your wedding. Um, okay. And it's an impressive facility, but it's also like not the greatest. I don't know brewery to go check out. It's just kind of like it's super clean, but everything's pretty roped off and i don't know it it wasn't nearly it wasn't our favorite compared to like how much we have hyped up the beer you know yeah well i mean it's uh it's pretty tame it's like a mm-hmm. explore on your own type brewery and really the, their main feature is their outside um so and i mean we got married in may so mm-hmm. i don't know if the weather wasn't too good or if the outside wasn't open no it was. yeah it, i mean it was cool yeah anyway it's a whole yeah. other tangent um Okay, what's our first topic, guys? Brian, that's a that's a really great pullover you got right there. That Oregon oh, it's looks, yeah, it's looks it's like a nice. nice. Uh, it's a basketball pullover. It's kind of nice. No mm, dogs. Nice and warm. All right, what's our first topic, guys? We didn't we, for those listening. We didn't do nearly as an as an extensive <laughs> outline. So I I I'm guessing we're not going to go to two fifteen tonight. Um, Boo! I hope not. I mean, I'll try to I'll try to keep them down, guys. I haven't checked the stats on the that last podcast, but um, we'll have to see. Actually, it'll you know be what? interesting I'll, I'll bring to that see. Up while it, I'll bring that it'll up. It'll be interesting to see how many um, people dropped off and just didn't listen to the part two to the second <laughs> one. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of wondering. <laughs> keep keep talking, and I'm going to pull it up. Well, All BK, right. you kind of put this uh, outline together here, and I, we've talked about the Jalen Tolbert mistake before but that was in like a draft recap i think yeah so what happened is there are two jalen tolberts in liquored up this year one's they're both in the Sun Belt, and they spell jalen differently um and i picked up the jalen tolbert and the draft that is not good and does not play i think he's a freshman i don't think i think it's not that he's not good it's just that he's a freshman so he doesn't play um so i wasted a draft pick on him well, and of course, I uh, traded Jamie for the actual Jalen Tolbert, who put up 25, 25, and then fucking seven, and was maybe one of the reasons that I lost <laughs> the brawl. I mean, literally two weeks in a row, 25 plus. I'm like, just give me a fucking 10 spot. I win that matchup. Well, who did you trade him for? Uh, I traded Keaton Slovis and Samore Toure for Jalen Tolbert. And of course the irony oh, is yeah. uh Samore Toure nice scored twenty three points last week. Um now the only solace I have is I, I did do the what if revisionist history and I lose two games 
if I have Toure on my team and not mm-hmm. Colbert the last two weeks. So I'd rather be two and one rather than one and two. Um in you know in that time frame. But Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I guess you'd be battling Eric for a playoff spot at that point too. So here's here's the uh, stats if you guys want to know this. Um both part one and part two got the same amount of listens. Wow. Um it sh- it, they both show that they had 12 starts and eight streams. So um, some people <laughs> didn't get far enough for it to even count, <laughs> register. And then, uh, but the people who did got all the way through, looks like both of them. So, but I didn't listen to all of it. So I like started both of them and uh, just to make sure they were uploaded correctly. And then I got out. Yeah, I mean, Will Smith was a cigar. You don't smoke it, but you bite it. You know, you just make sure it's there. Makes sense. <laughs> this needs to be an, a, a video podcast because just for Nick's reactions to Brian's uh, Brian's jokes. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess it, one more draft thing too. I'm kind of thinking here. Casey kind of fleeced Alex kind of near the draft deadline. Um. Casey and Alex did that trade that Nick um, got everyone riled up about mm-hmm. where uh, they did the thing that I believe Nick started where you make a trade and then you say, depending on how well this person does, uh, he's going to, you know, you're going to give me more of a draft pick. And so it started with a t- an eighth round draft pick and the guy has done really well. And so he's, got, he's now, uh, I believe, a fifth round draft pick for Casey. Okay. Um, but Alex is four and seven and Casey's four and seven. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> is, funny. is there any, um, I, I assume people are telling you, Brian, the, the special details of trades, right? Uh, for that one. Yeah. Casey did. Yeah. Um, so like in, in, in my other league, people get like crucified for doing trades with details that are not <clears throat> known to everyone in the league. Um, is there any, uh, any thought of making that more public or is or well, that, do people think it matters? Yeah. I mean, I, when well, but did, you've, you've done other ones with like, I, we did one last year, Nick. Yeah. And, and, and so uh, did we let everyone know? I, I don't even yeah. remember. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, we normally just put it out in the chat or something, but every, like every, there's no I expectation remember, to do that though. Right. I mean, there's no, it's mostly the, uh, uh, we've set the precedent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, what is it in law that like if you have a law written down <laughs> like after the first time it's written down like everything before that it's like well it just was the custom like you I can say that there was a precedent, precedent. yeah I think, I think that's... is that okay. what it is? yeah i don't yeah. know yeah okay i was just checking. Yeah, I, I didn't I know, know if like we were expecting them to let us know i didn't, I mean it didn't matter to me but well it didn't um... matter to, to me that much either except that you know obviously we're looking at the trade and we're like, that's a terrible trade. Yeah. And then, you know, if there's details that we're not aware to. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, when, when Creed traded for like a 2030, 14 rounder, I did tell him to send that out to everyone. Um, <laughs> when he was going over the details with that, I was like, this seems very weird, but well, so Creed, <laughs> I think if you, if you look back at the timing, uh, I, I got an email from Creed, like the whole league got an email from Creed. And then, like twenty seconds later, 
was the automated like fan tracks a trade has been executed so like i'm pretty sure creed knew that he was absolutely <laughs> taking mark to the cleaners and was like i'm gonna cover my ass and make sure that i i tell the league that like hey here's a screenshot of mark saying that this is okay and then like okay i'm accepting the trade now so there was definitely an element of creed was like i know i'm doing something really terrible and sounds smart I'm, sounds smart to me <laughs> If you can do I it. Mean, you know, as BK said, two grown men came to an agreement and <laughs> he's not wrong. But at the same time, uh, you know, Creed acted pretty guilty. Like he knew he was committing a crime. It just wasn't illegal yet. <laughs> wasn't illegal uh, ever. It was just. Yet. <laughs> uh, All right. I, God, I, I think this is just going to turn into a weekly podcast where we re revisit this trade. It's just our therapy to get over it. Yeah. So that, so honestly, that's the first trade that I've ever, I've never wanted to do a, like a league vote on like, can you veto if something goes through? But this is the first trade that I'm like, the league should have been able to step in and be like, this trade can happen. But like Mark needs more compensation. Like Mark needs more picks from you <laughs> next year. Like we have to make it fair. To negotiate on Mark's behalf, we still need I mean, to we we still need to get Mark's input on this. Maybe for the next pod, we'll just be like, "What was going on?" We said that last time, so let's actually like write it down and figure it out. See if we can get a hold of Mark. Did we even bring that up down in uh, Tempe? Like he was pretty laissez-faire about it. It's just like, yeah, I'm excited no, that I, Creed's going to give me a player. I, I, I think we were just more saying like, whenever something would happen, we're like, that, "That's good for a 2045 14 round draft pick." <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it up to you in 15 years. All right. Should we uh, move on to the seeding? Yeah, let's do uh, it. After the playoffs? Let's do Is it. Is this the official announcement? Yeah, I think so. Um, I should have asked you this, Nick, like league historian-wise, but it was kind of like very anticlimactic. Like we knew around like 7 or 8 o'clock at night, I felt like on Saturday night, we kind of like pretty sure who the six playoff teams were going to be. Normally it's like you have to do like a Sudoku to figure out who's actually going to be in it. Mm -hmm. um but yeah so the six teams are an order of seating peter creed pat myself nick and phil brooks um so those are the six teams in there and then the best of the rest is ep casey alex john mark and jamie in order of seating as well um i think the biggest shock right away is phil brooks won the call division moving up to the top shelf and Phil Brooks is six and seeding, which some somebody will figure out how that's possible. Hmm. But it, it's very confusing when you when you look at it. Well, and it gets even more confusing when you look at how the the call division finished with Phil Brooks one, me two, and Pat three all tied at two oh, and one. Yeah. But then if you look at the actual overall seeding, Pat is the number three seed heading into the playoffs. And then I'm the five and Phil Brooks is the six. So, and what was it, BK? You said once you, once you introduce yourself into the situation, once I introduce myself in the situation, uh, things change quickly because the problem was trying to figure out who's the best team out of you all. You all have the same record. You're all one and one against each other. So it's like you're the exact same team. Um, Maybe we should have just promoted you all. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's something to do now. <laughs> you you don't want to go gimmicky. back. Yeah, it's you don't too want to go back. <laughs> yeah. 
make Mark play himself in the call division next year. <laughs> no, because Mark gets relegated. So the call division would be whoever won oh. the well. <laughs> yeah. Just by themselves. Hey, guaranteed bottle. I guess they're probably okay with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. Um, my hot take here is if Phil Brooks and if Phil Brooks makes it through and then one of Creed and Peter, obviously at that point, one of them is going to make it through. I think that semifinal game is going to be like the championship game. Actually, I think they're just going to walk in and uh, that's where the championships can be decided in the semifinals. In a perfect world, one of Creed or Phil Brooks will be eliminated in this battle Royale. Wow. Why a perfect world? Uh, sorry, a perfect world in my head. Sorry. <laughs> do you, why do you want them both out? Uh, I was going over some data. Um, <laughs> and so Phil Brooks uh, had the best draft in terms of like points scored by people drafted. And obviously part of that is going to be, you know, just uh, he didn't make any trades. Right. So like he had more people on his team than he drafted, but he drafted very well even with uh, injuries to Mo Ibrahim and stuff like that. I think the preferred nomenclature is they. They. Oh, sorry. They, them. <laughs> My bad. Um, whereas Creed, right, had a pretty subpar draft. Um, and I haven't really tracked his uh, waiver wire acquisitions too much, but his trading, obviously, we won't get into the specific trade, but, you know, he's scored more points than anybody in the history of the league um, from trades. In, in a season specifically season. from trades he got more points out of trades this year than ever correct and that's wow. you know okay. he's already he, yeah he's already amassed that record with the playoffs yet to go so okay interesting wow well and the the reason behind that is like typically when somebody trades for like a you know a stud they've given up most of their draft assets so like trying to get two or three studs on your team is just not it's just not easy to do without giving up, you know, other good players in return. And somehow Creed managed to get three first round talents for, I don't know, what is probably going to amount to a six round pick next year. I don't know how that works out, but yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Creed. And yet in the, in the coaches poll, which I don't know, I don't are we getting too far ahead of ourselves? You can go to the coaches poll right now if you want. Um, so the coaches poll that, PK sent out earlier today. Even with those picks, Creed is not the favorite to win at all. Who are we looking at? It's Phil Brooks is the is the favorite. No. Yep. Followed by Creed and then Peter. <clears throat> I like bet nine, fucking Phil nine Brooks, people. I bet Phil Brooks. They them went and voted like twice for themselves <laughs> well only not only nine we got nine responses on the on things so. yeah and i bet two of them are phil and brooks well okay <laughs> <laughs> it's it's confusing with those two on the same team um yeah i i mean man so i, I think like it is so interesting like peter is like this like just the silent child here he's just like he's the number one overall seed it's like Creed's kind of sucked out all the oxygen with this draft pick that we draft trading that we can't stop talking about. And yet he's here just quietly. He beat Creed 
and he's the number one seed. I, th- I think that's interesting. And now people aren't even voting for him. It's like, he, what what more does Peter need to do to get the votes? See, I think I think I voted for Peter, um, and it was all because of his wide receivers. I don't I don't have any stats to back this up, but I just feel like wide receivers are more up and down than anyone else. And if you can get like solid wide receivers like he does, then well, the other positions say- tend to be more solid, more consistent. Well, uh, what's his name? Drake London, who was Peter's number one wide receiver, is out for the season. So, oh, really? Yeah, and he was that, averaging. Was that recent? Yeah, like a yeah. week, a week and a half ago. Oh, really? Ago. So okay. he didn't. He didn't play so? this last weekend, but I think he got injured. So of course, the game he got injured, he didn't finish the game, and I don't know how far into the game it was before he was injured, but he scored twenty points before he went out. Yeah, well, and and then he's also got that tight end that's like basically the number five wide receiver or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of like a cheat code almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, done a good job too, Peter. Um, he's been doing a good job like managing his QB play this year. Like you'll see him like he somehow is able to pick up when Brock Purdy is not going to do well and, and pulls him out and puts in somebody else. And it seems, uh, you know, not put, not basing this on fact, just feeling. It just seems like every time he like pulls Purdy out, it's like actually like a good decision. Um, he probably has uh, some insiders in Ames that are just like, hey, if you see Purdy at the bar, just give me a text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he is that insider. Maybe he's just going up to Ames every Wednesday and Thursday night and just. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's interesting. And he's. Um, his points for are pretty good, too, right? Looks like third highest. So, their second highest? Yeah, third. No, third highest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I voted for Peter because I'm just like I I think we're underestimating him, and uh, he's looked good all season. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The battle royale can be anybody's game. Although uh, I didn't keep track of everybody's points last week outside of uh, the battle between Pat and I, but I'm just ballparking that if this game would have if the playoffs would have been played last week. Pat and I would be the two teams eliminated. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, I was watching. So, like, obviously you had to watch the Arizona State game to see who was going to win your game. And I, after White had that, like, really long touchdown, he or he had the play where he had, like, a 25-yard pass where he got it. Then he had a 75 or, what, a 50-yard run right after that. And I went to bed, and I was like, all right, well, Pat's QB's now gotten 25 yards here. It's looking like Arizona State's going to open things up. And so I think he had like a 0.5 point lead when I went to bed. And I woke up and he'd only scored two more points the entire night. <laughs> While my guy had scored like 40 points after that. I uh, I went to bed at halftime because I was like, okay, he only needs, at, at the time, he only needed like three or four points in the second half. So I was like, there's no way. And apparently he came out of halftime at three interception, like right away. Uh, so I, I was basically just thinking like, if he doesn't score a touchdown, maybe I have a chance and he didn't score a touchdown, but uh, yeah. he still beat me. Um, Speaking of quarterback play though, and I, I'm not going to put the, the time or effort in to, to check this, but I'm going to say that my quarterback scored the least amount of fantasy points ever by a team whose actual team scored 50 or more points in the game. (laughs) 
Utah put up 52 points against oh, Stanford. Yeah, you're really and my quarterback scored this. three and a half points. Wow. No interceptions. No interceptions. He just only threw for 140 yards and handed the ball off to whoever the hell was behind him, and they amassed like 600 rushing yards and <laughs> five TDs. Eight TDs? I don't That's even know. probably a good guess. Well, and, and Higgins, who's my wide receiver, he was injured, so he didn't have one of his top targets. Uh, Higgins is a Stanford player. My I thought, I thought hey, we Utah. said. Oh, I thought no, you said Stan- Stanford. Yeah, well, yeah, they were playing Stanford. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Which uh, I watched the first half of that because it was a Friday night game, and you know he the quarterback didn't look bad. I mean, he was you know throwing the ball pretty well, but man, every time, and I was complaining to Iowa fans about, do you think Brian Ferentz is watching because? Utah is opening up lanes that a truck could drive through. Like their running game is just chewing up Stanford. And in the first half, uh, what's his name? Tavian Thomas had four touchdowns. First half, like 170 yards, four touchdowns, like 12 touches. I mean, all I know is that's a quality win for Utah. And that probably puts them in the playoff conversation now because, uh, some some teams in playoff contention can't even get over that hump. If they can beat uh, Oregon, you never know. Although, there's never been a two-loss team. Yeah, they're not making the two losses. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess <clears throat> final playoff chatter here. So we have myself, Pat, and Nick, yourself. We're all kind of sitting at 7-4. and four. Um, you know, the, the thing that Phil Brooks has going for them, which kind of makes them attractive, is they've scored the most points the entire season um i think that it's kind of like weighted though because they had the 150 or 160 during the double header week so that kind yeah. of helps make their numbers look a little bit better i, I wish but, there was a way to sort in this and see like well not double up the double header but also see like who scored the most points in the last four weeks like mm, who's hot yeah. now you know because any of those teams could beat any one of them yeah well if you go into standings and go to results you can just scroll down and look at just weeks eight nine and ten it's not yeah perfect but right right so phil bought week eight 95 points then doubleheader week 160 then last week 190 so mm-hmm yeah, well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're finishing the season strolling here. Though, like they kind of, it's always like I mean, whenever you get to one ninety, like there's kind of some luck there. But they had the Utah running back at forty four points, and I just don't think that's going to happen again. Um, but then Kenneth Walker, like I don't know, they, they got a good team, and obviously David Bell. Oh, David Bell's going against Ohio State this weekend, so they're going to do well with him. Um, and then got Coastal Carolina. That's just like a cheat code at this point, this late in the season, because they're not playing anyone. Um, so, but I was gonna say with with this fatty middle here, so Pat, myself, and Nick, do any of us have a chance at winning this? Do you think, or do you think we're just uh, DOA and it's just the uh, other three, and we're just living in their world? Um, everybody has a chance. Yeah, and 
you know, we've seen people that have been the whatever six, seven, eight seed in the was past. Was it just last like, year? Wasn't win. Casey a, a low seed? Yeah. Uh, he was the three seed, I thought. Was he? Yeah, he had a good team. Maybe he was the four seed, but uh, back before we did the Battle Royale, we had uh, two teams, I think, that won it as like a pretty low seed. Like, uh, was it the first year that Pat ever won that? Well, I guess it's the only year he ever won the, the championship, but his team was rags to riches because he was like two and six and some and basically ran the table. So mm-hmm. he won the league, but he had six losses. <laughs> all right yeah so there's a chance there i don't know man my problem with my team just speaking personally is like my ceiling is like 130 so like i, I have like one pitch like mm. i can get to 130 and if my opponent can't get over that hill i'm gonna do really well um but then i also have a few 60 pointers in me so so out of those kind of looking at the, the survey still, or again, um, who is the surprisingly good team of the regular season? That one's, uh, most people say Peter. Oh, Pat- surprisingly good, it has to be Peter, because like, he never has expectations. Well, so so uh, <laughs> five people said Peter, two people said Pat, one said Brian, one said Jamie. Jamie? <laughs> who said Jamie? <laughs> He's two and seven. Wait, dude, I just looked at that. I was just reading the stats. Who said that? Uh, well, if you look at I'm the next look, one, I'm gonna look up who that who said that. Uh, look at the look at the next. I didn't I didn't ask for people's names. Um, so we don't oh, know. but dang. somebody was fucking with us because if you look at the next, <laughs> if, if you look at who is the surprisingly bad team of the regular season, okay, um, you can see. Right. So they probably just switched it up. So Peter's yeah. really the surprise good team and James. Oh, I see I see what you're saying. Surprisingly bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Brian, who did you put for your surprisingly bad team? Because weren't you uh caucusing for John or is that next year? Why did I get that one? Oh no, that's oh it's Alex. Oh. Because there's so many they had to do multiple colors, so we're both red. Jeez. Um no I no, I'm caucusing for John. 2022 being a um if, if john isn't in the top three at least when it comes to the playoff seating he has had one of the comically worst drafts ever <laughs> um because he's he set it up on a t um or his draft is just gonna be so easy next year i don't and, know college drafts also a lot of luck i mean yeah there's definitely some luck and i mean geez this year it's just like we can get into it more when we talk. Maybe this is like a good transition to talk about the best of the rest, but like, I, I still feel so bad for Alex, like losing his number one draft pick quarterback for to benching. Like, like that's, that's, that's a kick in the nuts. Cause there's nothing you can do about that. Um, um yeah. actually, hold on. Let me go back to these lives or the what's happened. But when was Alex's last victory? Because he's, he's been, uh, so he's only won one game since he won the game of the century against Phil Brooks. So he, he what got... week was that? Because the thing is, we don't really talk about our um, rivalry game at all. He's but lost. when one of us loses, they have to hang a flag of the other team at their house. Yeah, and you so... can't take it down until you win again. 
So if Alex hasn't won in the last five weeks and he still has an Iowa flag hanging on the side of his house while he's in Hawaii. Yeah, no, he, he lost like four weeks ago or last one four weeks ago. And he, yeah, because he played Peter this weekend, so he got demolished or last weekend. So he hasn't won a game in how long? Four weeks. So, uh, yeah, he still has his, he, he's uh, still got the thing. Yeah, four L's in a row. Suck it, um, Alex. So who, who is, was the question, who is my surprisingly best team? I think it was Peter. I just. No, who yeah. is your surprisingly bad team? Bad. Oh, um, I think it was John. Just. To be, oh, yes, it was John. Because when you look at like John's, like, and I know this isn't like 100% like statistically right, but like when you look at his points for, he's like middle of the pack. All right, he's. Well, then that's sense. that's more like so surprisingly unlucky. Yeah. Okay. Rather than bad, right? I mean. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Well, his points. So he's like, in two ways, he's um, unlucky. His points against him is not great, and then his points for is okay. Yeah. So so John is okay. I guess yeah. You're right. Surprisingly unlucky. So I so answered my own uh, question wrong. Here's the other thing: <laughs> if you sort the league by just points scored. The top six points scored are in the playoffs. Like yeah. there's, you know, normally there's somebody that gets lucky or unlucky, and there's a clear delineation there. Even though Brian only outscored Alex by like twelve points, it's a, it's a delineation. Well, I mean, did Alex put the, pick those points up in the first three weeks of the season when he was doing well? Probably. See, when but everybody was on his bandwagon and broke yeah. his axle. See, but but Alex had the most points scored against him out of anyone. By a wide margin, or what are we looking at? Um, by yeah, hundred points. If you consider that's that a bit, large that's margin, that's a pretty wide margin. Yeah, fifteen hundred yeah. points. So, I mean, my my answer to that question was Alex, and now just looking at it, maybe he was <laughs> unlucky too. Um, and so the the results show that John and Alex are tied with four as the surprisingly bad team, and maybe we've all just answered that as surprisingly unlucky team. Um, because they've scored decent a number of points, but they're number one and two in points allowed. Yeah, that's that's just shitty because that's completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. Then the other one was Peter, which we just kind of discovered. Someone answered it wrong. Should be reversed. It, the other in in surprisingly good teams, someone answered Jamie, and then. Surprisingly bad, bad, someone answered Peter. So those are obviously flipped. So we kind of skipped over this. I don't think we went over who the favorite is for the best of the rest. But overwhelmingly... Yeah, we did. Oh, we did? Yeah. I guess I was going to ask you a question, EP. You're the top seed in the best of the rest. How do you feel about that? Oh, of, of the best of the rest. Yeah, I was... Yeah. Meant, yeah. Um, how do I feel about it? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't feel good at all about it. I mean... People aren't respecting your top seed. Well, so... I got a bye week for Adrian this week, and I got my other quarterback has COVID. Um, Waiver wire, nice. <laughs> yeah. So you can do the padiddle paddle. Yeah, and I mean, then one of my receivers is hurt, and I don't know. I mean, I I don't feel <laughs> good at about it, Nick. If, if that's what you're asking. 
It is. I I guess uh I'm only one person thinking... only one person voted for me and the favorite to win the best of the rest. Yeah. Well, so the other thing is, you know, if with the battle royale, right? You just have to beat Mark and Jamie. So like if you score 60, <laughs> you got a chance. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll put together a lineup. So <laughs> I appreciate the <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I just can't guarantee anything. Uh yeah, I mean, I think I picked Alex there because most people did. I mean, the thing is EP you, you sold your team to Alex. Like mm-hmm. I mean, the Adrian Martinez um by week aside like you, you gave your best two running backs to alex I which mean, obviously you, you didn't give you there was a trade there but right um one of them just got hurt yeah which was it was an interesting trade did you notice that both alex and i had co- running backs from the same team we both had the ucla and the um michigan running backs so really he's got he's just i don't know that was he's got the two starters and you have the two backups well, no, no, like no, 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 Alex has got all four of them now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we each had ones that split carries. So he had like, um, was it uh, Haskins or Has- Hassan or whatever it is from Michigan, and I had um, Blake Corum. Uh, so, and then UCLA was the same thing. I had the old Michigan running back and whatever. Um, so now he's got all four, but obviously he's not going to start like the two UCLA ones or the two Michigan ones. It's, it's well, he might now because well, but got hurt. well, but what I mean is he's not gonna. He doesn't have just like four starting running backs. Yeah, he has four gotcha. guys that split carries on two teams, um, which makes it a little bit of a complicated. You almost like overthink those sort of roster. You know, uh, I mean, decisions. we've already called into question on an earlier pod Alex's overthinking when uh, what's his name the OU quarterback was being benched because mm-hmm. they were playing a shitty yeah. game. Yeah. And put up like 45 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, from like a, a, a conscious way, if I'm making that trade with you, EP, I'm sending my two backups to you. And I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm still going to pay for pay for the starters, but I, I don't want well, to have to. I mean, there's in both of those situations, there's not really a starter. They both get enough yeah, points. That's true. There's, they're both yeah. they're that both teams have two really good running backs who are getting points. Yeah. So, like, honestly, if, if you could have started those four, like, why wouldn't you, like if you had four <laughs> spots for running backs, I would have right. just put those four and been like, boom, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Maybe Alex's problem there was then he also traded Casey for that Wisconsin running back and like maybe he just like went all in on running back and he only had, he had all of a sudden five really good running backs and uh, that you know and you can only you can only roster three yeah um yeah unless you uh, get fan tracks to screw them up and they're wide receivers or something but, yeah uh, but the coaches poll shows that Alex got six votes for favorite to win the best of the rest John got two. And I got one. And I know it's a it's a miracle, but Mark and Jamie didn't get any votes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just hope um, Mark doesn't win it this year because all I remember is like one of the reasons like we, you know, it's not the only reason, of course, but like we wanted to also make like the best of the rest a little bit more competitive. Um, mm-hmm. And Mark was two and nine last year and ended up winning the best of the rest. And I just still remember him like texting me. <laughs> 
am I getting a bottle this year? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, it was like after the weekend. It was just like, oh my god, yeah, you're getting a bottle. Uh, do we do we have um, Nick? Do you have in front of you um, like who has the longest playoff drought? Uh, playoff drought. Ooh, yeah. And is is it continuing this with this uh, this year? Mm. I don't have that in front of me. Okay. I just was curious. I do have somewhere um, a bottles one. Like who's won the most bottles. I can find that. This dead air is just great for podcasting. Yeah. Well, so, so while Nick's looking at the bottles one, I don't know if I've told everyone this yet, but when... I won my last bottle, so it would have been in 2019. Uh, like like the first or second weekend in December or whatever. It was a it was a coffee liqueur from uh, State Line. Is that what it's called in Wisconsin, Nick? Yeah, yeah. So super cool looking coffee liqueur. Um, made myself up a um, so it's kind of like a Kahlua. I made myself a White Russian. Just drinking it. Super great, like fantastic stuff. Just happened though that my son that week was super sick, and I ended up throwing up that night. Um, not from the the liqueur, but from the um, but from my son passing on some sort of sickness disease to me. I have not touched the bottle of that since then, just because like <laughs> still in my head is just disgustingness, and, and more. It's more the vodka actually, but um, so it sits there with three or four ounces drink out of it. All right, so this does not have the data for uh, division champs this year since we're still waiting for the playoffs to kind of figure out before I enter this stuff in. But Creed has eight bottles won, uh, half of which are when he feasted on the best of the rest uh, in the early 2010s. Are you going to go through seeing everyone else? What, uh, yeah, what, so what you, second like... place is Eric with seven bottles. Uh, no best of the rest. They're all division titles and then the two championships uh then i am in third with six and that's every year that i've won my division (laughs) i've won the championship Um, interesting so i've never done never done anything else um then we have a bunch of people at four bottles we've got bk with the best of the rest and three division titles jamie who's only ever won a division title no best of the rest, no championship, no nothing. Uh, Mark, who has one division title, one championship, and two best of the rests. Um, then we have John at three bottles. And a bunch of people at two with Casey, who's got a best of the rest and a championship. Pat with a division title and a championship. And Phil Brooks with a best of the rest and a division title. And then Alex has one bottle to his name, which is the best of the rest in 2015. So the only person that has never won a bottle before this year is Peter. And I believe he won his division, right? Yeah. So yeah, he won it So I don't know if you can, you don't need to do this now, but maybe for the next podcast or one of your emails or whatever, I want to know who has the, who's had the most consecutive, who's got a current streak of current the streak. most gotcha. most consecutive best of the rest and who's got a current streak of the most consecutive playoffs 
um, championship bracket. Man, I wish you would have asked me this two years ago. Because it would have been you? Yeah. I, I was the only one that had never missed the playoffs until last year. Okay. So Well, I want to know what the currents are, so I don't care about that stat, Nick. Uh, my <laughs> guess is, I'm just guessing here, my guess is going to be that longest best of the rest is, it Alex? is Alex. That's my guess. Yeah. Although he makes the playoffs a lot as like the lowest seed and then gets beat the first week. But that was before um, the Battle Royale. So we'll see. Well, um, as a former Ice House bandwagoner, I am hoping that Alex wins the best of the rest and, and breaks the streak this year because uh, six years without a bottle will be a very long time. So it's, it's a lot of money. He's a lot of bottles that get given out. And <laughs> yeah. For him to not get one. <laughs> we give them out pretty easily here. Yeah. Well, and he's um, in the fucking well division too. Like, is, is he supposed <laughs> to have like the easiest chance of winning? And so, then who's your guest for longest uh, uh, championship bracket playoff streak? Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna guess. Creed. I'm gonna go with Creed. Yeah, but yeah, let's yeah, see if I, can I, th- I think in that's it. my guess. Yeah, Creed was in the playoffs last year at least, and Pat was too, until Brooks was as well. Okay, and Alex. Well, and you Austin. can uh, tune into the next podcast and f- uh, figure out the answer of that question. Yeah, BK, why don't you put that in the outline for TB, yeah, yeah. TBD, and I'll. Uh... So should we uh, kind of move on to the next point? Yeah, I mean we're kind of. Yeah, I mean what are, what are we up to? We could, I mean, we could keep hitting this playoff talk over and over, but I think it's, you know, the conversation is going to change next week this time. Um, Do you, sorry, you may have already said this. Do you have the, um, who the matchups are this week for Battle Royale? Oh, man, that is, uh, is it, everybody plays everybody. It, oh, I hate that. And the two lowest scores yeah. get eliminated. Okay. I remember that. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Can we get a that's voicemail my from least, Alex? That's my least favorite. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was worth stretching on this playoff talk to get that question. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and Pat just broke it, brought it up in the in the Google chat, so he's yeah. gonna love that. Oh man. So EP, I want to know. So you just said I hate that. So you don't do. like the format? I do. Yeah. So every year, I I I think like, okay, what are what are the playout? What are the matchups going to be? And then when it comes to that week, I'm like, ah, oh, I remember now. I hate this. You know, this is only the second year we've ever done this, right? <laughs> well, I remember it last year. I remember thinking, okay. like, this is stupid. Because <laughs> this is the no, third so, format so Nick, we've Nick, used. Nick, the answer is no. I didn't know this was only the second year. <laughs> I just remember having this feeling before of like, ah. Uh. Yeah. No. So originally oh. we did top six. And the top two seeds get a buy, but nobody likes having a buy when the season's only fourteen weeks. No one expects. So but whatever. <laughs> then we, yeah, we went to the eight. Yeah. And then that was too many people. And yeah. then BK yeah. found a, a very elegant and I would say appropriate solution for the sixteen playoff. My only criticism of the battle royale system is we need to come up with something better for the two teams from each one that's eliminated right because like if they play each other the next week then they effectively have i mean you know you lose in the playoffs your season's over anyway really but 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's just give him a bottle for that one too. <laughs> the best so of the I, best, the, the worst of the best of the rest. I get what you're saying there, Nick. But the one thing, well, it's it's no different, I guess. But I was gonna say is, no matter what, if you do an eight team playoff or a six team playoff after the week eleven, you have four teams who are eliminated. In this case, it's just the bottom team from the best of the rest are eliminated. The bottom two from the best of the rest are eliminated, and the bottom two of the playoffs are eliminated. And so yeah, no, me. I know. So what did you? What do you want about it? No, I just you so just want you, something for he, those two teams. He, he, he wants a, a participation trophy for a week. No, I I don't want those. a participation trophy. I was just thinking there'd be. Um, I don't know. I had another like idea behind it where it, it basically sets the divisions for next year. So Well, that's uh, kind of what the reg- relegation is though, right? Yeah, no, I mean, so hear me out, EP. Okay. <laughs> so basically, you put everybody into the playoffs, right? And and yeah, this was You know what? Let's just skip the topic. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. We got time. <laughs> we got time. So, we basically put everybody into the playoffs, right? And we have the t- top 6 and the bottom 6, right? Then you play the top 4 scoring in the playoffs continue to play for the bottle then the bottom two in the playoffs and the top two in the best of the rest break off and then they play out a four-team bracket and then the bottom four teams in the best of the rest so you get the best of the best of the rest and the worst of the best of the rest and the regular playoffs (laughs) yes sounds super confusing (laughs) if if eric can't which i've already emailed two weeks ago i i I, I knew this question was going to come up, how this works. I, I emailed out how it works. You know, if Eric can't keep those. track of this, hell yeah, no one does. <laughs> um, if Eric can't keep track of that, I, I don't even know what you just said there, Nick. I, I don't know how anyone's going to keep track of that. Thing. Like it's, it's a simple four-two-two-four system. Yeah. Okay. Have, have you ever seen the movie Basketball? Yeah. Is it your favorite? No, I hate it. Oh, man. It's like an 18-month playoff. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. Oh, what I was gonna what I was gonna hit you there with Eric is so you don't like you you campaigned and almost single handedly you you made the sixteen playoff a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't like this format. Do you, so you want to buy format? No, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not gonna pick up that that flag and start complaining about the current <laughs> one. I just it just feels weird when you're like. I'm playing against everyone this week, and you just can't focus your attention on one, beating one team. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like for example, I like I I love the double headers, but I also hate it because I'm like flipping between two games and like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel really good about this one, and I feel really bad about it. this year. It was I felt bad about both of them, but you know what I mean. It just yeah. I mean, the one thing I do like I just about want to focus the... my hate at one one team yeah, at yeah. a time. No, that makes sense. Um, I, d- I don't have a better exa- better better thing to do and I'm fine with this one. I just every year I'm so these last two years I'm con- I'm surprised by it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we all we all outgrow it and move on to something else I'll I'll have gotten the pattern. <laughs> You're like wait, we're not doing the battle royale anymore. We're we're back to 10 teams in the playoff and mm-hmm. we're doing a 3 week yeah. 2 on 2 championship to decide who wins the yeah. uh, an aggregate to win the best of the rest. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I think the point of the battle royale too is like let, this last weekend is a really good example. So, well, it's, it's a good and bad example, but F- Phil Brooks got 189 points and Jamie got 147. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got a loss. Right. And, it, it actually t- gets the best teams. I, and I, Nick and Pat, you know, both were under 100. And so, like, if you make the playoffs and then you're, you score 150 in the first week and then you're out. Right. Because... Well, and here's the no, other that, thing that, that is makes it sense. allows for a fluke. Because the only fucking game that I have not scored over 100 points, like my lowest score this entire season was 116 before last week. And so I had one stinker. So like I would have, you well, know, don't that do stinker happened. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping don't, it doesn't happen again. Don't do it again. But. Just, yeah, start tweeting those players and tell them to, you got money writing on you, More than money, you have pride. Make sure they're I, all vaccinated. <laughs> They're all immunized. <laughs> immunized. <laughs> um. All right. Do you guys? Do you guys want to do the compare to some teams to a CFB counterpoint part? I thought that'd just be kind of fun, but we can skip it if you don't want to talk. I do it. like that the next comment is Mark is the Kansas of look <laughs> liquored up. <laughs> so yeah, and you're gonna have to go through because I, I was really racking my head for a couple of these because I want them to make sense in the context of history, not just oh mm. in the last two years Mark's been really bad. Because Kansas has been bad for a very long time. Yeah, I think he's so just like, talking like gut feeling. Like, what is yeah. when you when you hear hears one of the team names, you're like, that's this team. Doesn't have to have any logic, any stats behind it, Nick. Just it does to me. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> Alex... <laughs> attacks this at a different way, right? So, like, let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. So, are these all these A, B, C, D? These are all B, K's points. Uh, the first no, two. No, uh, B, A, and B are me. Okay. Do you want to say those then? I, I like them. Well, I wanted uh, BK to start with the whole Mark is the Kansas of liquored up because that to me is like point one. Yes, I, so, I, I would so, agree with that one. That one feels right. Yes, I mean the point of the, the experiment is just saying like name a team and liquored up and compare them to a CFB counterpart that you think is real. Like, um, yeah, Mark being Kansas of liquored up. I, I think that's pretty at least recently, right? Like. I'm, I'm, I guess actually that's really good. Like Mark has won a championship. I have not. So like, who am I in my high horse to, to knock him down? But then, you know, Kansas was in the orange bowl like 10 years ago and here they are storming the field when they beat South Dakota state. And I kind of feel like that's where Mark is right now. It's closer to 15 by now though. I think. Okay. 2007 or something. Um, But to say Kansas has had some success that we were alive for. Um, Honestly, I think a better um, analogy might have been Rutgers because they've never won a championship, you know, and they're like the other one that everybody constantly says, like, it's between Rutgers and Kansas is the worst team. Yeah. Obviously, Kansas has kind of taken that away in the last two years with Rutgers kind of having more off-field issues rather than just on-field issues. Yeah. I mean, God, man, if you really want to stick the knife in, you could say like UConn because UConn had like what, like what, what year was it that uh, UConn went to the, oh geez, was man. it the Fiesta Bowl? And then like, what was it? What's his face? Didn't even like take the plane home with the team because he's already Adazio. No, no. He, did, he, he had like kind of a mullet, right? No, he was just fired this year. What's his name? Randy Edsel. Edsel. Didn't he, yeah. wasn't he a coach at? nebraska for a little bit no maryland i think he went to the nfl maybe for a year or two no no he, he i think i'm like the way back from the the fiesta bowl he just like 
like went to Maryland. Like when I don't think he this. Like, I don't even remember UConn ever being good. Yeah, they I had, at least remember yeah, it was Kansas. a long time ago. It, but well, it's the type of year where like when the BCS gave automatic berths to the the Power Six, so the Big East was included, and they had like an eight and eight and four year or something like that, and they won the mm-hmm. Big East, and so they went to the Fiesta Bowl. They might have won the Fiesta Bowl. 2011 Fiesta Bowl. Did they win? Wow. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think it was like the type of deal where like he like saw his golden ticket out of UConn and he took it and then he came back go? a few years. Yeah. Do you know where he went? Uh, I think he went to Maryland and then he oh. was out of coaching for a couple of years and then... His golden ticket um, was Maryland? Well, I mean, Maryland probably pays, pays better than UConn. That's true. Yeah, I mean, might at the time, around that same time that he left was when UConn was like the Big East dissolved and they ended up going to the Conference USA or something. And then like they didn't get picked up by a Power Five. So they were, you know, lost their meal ticket, ended up playing, doing the independent for a little bit. So. Okay, so we should we should go through these. Yeah. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time on Mark. I like yours, Nick, the first one at least. Yeah, so this one was the one that like immediately came to me, but this is Creed is uh, Georgia. So Creed, you know, has one trophy, and it's a long time ago in Liquored Up history. Georgia has one trophy, and it's a long time ago in that's probably, football that's a, history. That's a real good one. Yeah, but Georgia has constantly been good ever since. They've just never quite been the best. And now this year... Georgia's like dominating people just like Creed has been. So, okay. That's yeah. I like that one. Who did the John one? That was also me. So I, I went back and forth between, well, it's like three comparisons, but John is either like the Miami or Florida state. who is like a once proud institution that is like fallen on hard times. <laughs> you could say Tennessee um, or Nebraska too. Yeah. Yeah. They would also fit in there. Um, when um, I put this, what's, what's the Indiana one though? Yeah, so the Indiana is like more of a recent success thing, where like John's been you know decent like a couple years ago, but then like this year had a complete like everybody was like had high expectations. I remember specifically people like before the draft being like, "Oh, John has to be, you know, it's time for John to be good again." Oh. High expectations, and then has just and completely just sucked. Yeah, okay. which is what Indiana did. So, so he's got a lot of comparisons. Yeah, and that was again me going by it like. The program as at large versus like the micro. Sorry, recent. sorry, I just looked at the next one. As Peter, <laughs> <laughs> who did that one? It was me. I, I think <laughs> it's even more apt this year. Like yeah. I, I think I, I think I was thinking more recent history, but Peter as Wake Forest <laughs> is really good. Yeah, like, yeah. like every. Is. Every few years, Wake Forest just shows up, and you're like, oh, are they good? And then they don't turn out to be good. Yeah. But no one picks Peter to win the championship in the coaches' poll. But, you know, Peter's the top seed. Wake Forest just lost to North Carolina after being 9-0. and The Or what, it was 9-0, and but it was like 7-0. Hey. The, the committee didn't even rank them very high because they were like, ah, Wake Forest is no good. Like, <laughs> we know this is all fool's gold. We don't have to... <laughs> We were just going to drop them down to 20. But uh, I, I guess the funny thing about Wake Forest losing to North Carolina, though, is it was an out-of-conference game, so Wake Forest will still probably be in the ACC championship game. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Um, Alex? An another one that's kind of like still a recent memory, but like Alex being North Carolina, I think is kind of good. Like Alex like started the season so good and you're like, oh, he he's good. Like th th this is good. <laughs> and it's kind of like how North Carolina has been like the last three or four years where you're like, I think they're good. But then like when you go back and see how like North Carolina ended the season, you're like, uh, they didn't end the season that very well. So like, I don't know why I have this warm, fuzzy feeling of uh, North Carolina. Well, never mind. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, could that be Iowa? But Iowa pro also has those years where they slip up early in the year and then they finish strong. Yeah. But they've had a, you know, like was it fifteen, and then this year feels like started strong, ended poorly. But yeah. Uh, so Brian, did you do your own? I, I did my own because I, I think this is very apt. Maybe. <laughs> I, Texas A&M, huh? Yeah, I mean, you, I, I think of myself highly, but then when you go back and look at my history, I have a lot of tradition and nothing to show for it. And then you just kind of add championships whenever you want? Exactly, yeah. I, I did the lawn bowl with Pat, and Pat was like, we're not doing this. And the next year I was like, let's do the lawn bowl again. And he was like, we're still not doing this. And I was like, we're lawn bowling. Um, I mean, I literally, to Pat, I made up a – a rivalry game that he did not agree to, did not know about. <laughs> and the result of the rivalry game was that he was going to have to come over to my house and mow my lawn. That's like, a very Texas A&M thing. I, I like that. You yeah. know what? That else, uh, that also reminds me of, um, Yukon and central Florida. <laughs> central who, like Florida. made up the, what was oh, the name of that stupid trophy? Civil conflict. Oh. Yeah. The civil conflict. They like made like one coach made up a trophy and the other school was like, we did not agree to this. <laughs> When was I that? It, like that five is, or seven or eight years ago, maybe. It's it it kind of like that. the five bits of broken, five bits, five of, bits of five dollar bits of broken chair. Yeah. Something. What is it called, Eric? You know, it's nope. just the bits of broken chair. I thought it. it's bits the Fopolini okay. trophy. Yeah, same idea. I I want to say it was UConn because I I don't think, I, I think it was UConn that made up the rivalry with Central Florida, and Central Florida was like, we see ourselves better than UConn, so we're not gonna acknowledge this rivalry exists and there's like a lot of rumors if the trophy still exists or not because i think uconn won it last or uh ucf won it last and there's like conspiracy theories of like does the trophy exist and they're just hiding it and they're gonna bring <laughs> it out someday or does it really like did they just really throw it away that's so i don't know if this really works um on that many levels but like pat as texas kind of kind of works because pat's like always like six or seven wins he's like in the middle of the pack but man i feel like he just thinks that he's like you know a really good fantasy player it's like he just has a very high opinion of himself like texas um but then i was hoping there'd be something with like between you and him we're like you know oh wait there is one of you gets a subaru and the other one has to get a subaru <laughs> from like the same place <laughs> one of you has a kid then the other one gets pregnant like i don't know you tell me <laughs> <laughs> And which one is Tamu and which one is Texas? Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. For, for those that don't know, Pat and I live like a mile away from each other. I think we drive Texas A and M. We drive the same exact car. I didn't we know bought that. it at the same exact place. Katie and I spent like six months re researching cars. 
and like we came to the conclusion we're buying we're like we're buying a subaru and like we got it and then like we we're telling pat and amanda and they're like oh yeah we, we just bought one like last week we didn't even think about it we just bought a subaru <laughs> like wait what like we spent so much time thinking about which car to buy uh that's that's pretty good the yeah the only other one that i would <laughs> yeah and he, and he has won a championship and i haven't I mean, um, it just works on more at more levels than i thought it would the i guess the only other one for pat would maybe be tennessee where like and this is like some recent history of i just feel like there's a lot of anger and frustration around the tennessee program and it's like pat's had a very fine season but like when you look at his comments he's like this is the worst fucking shit i've ever seen like he was like beating you this week and he was like this oh is just God. not enjoyable and Seriously, i feel like like i was watching the comments because like um jen and i were disc golfing and i was like reading the group me stuff and he's like, unbelievable. This game was fucking over before it started. And I'm like, then I went and looked at the score. I'm like, your quarterback hasn't played yet, and I'm only winning by like six points. Like, I don't under like, what are you talking about right here? <laughs> like, in what universe do you not win this game? <laughs> Obviously, so, it was still pretty close. Yeah. But... <laughs> Which maybe that works for Texas pretty well as well, the way they've been turning out coaches lately. But um, yeah, I feel like that's like Tennessee with them just throwing shit on the field. They're like, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> All right, so um, Phil Philbot, uh, who did that? Yeah, I kind of put that one in there, and I the the thing I was going for. So this is Philbot as like Coastal Carolina or App State, where like you know they've they've done really well. They're a solid team, like every, you know every year, and they d- dominate their conference for the most part. But like they just don't get a whole lot of national love, you know. Like it's real hard to take the Phil seriously before there was a bot, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know i like him as coastal because coastal is kind of the upstart i feel like it, it, it is interesting right like if you look at peter's probably now between the two of them they started the same year peter's now actually had the best finish ever between the two of them regular season but like philbots kind of got that like um they got that edge to them i don't know peter kind of has that edge too so maybe that actually works well for peter peter has um, the uh like he doesn't have the killer instinct, right? Like Ooh. you, you go up to, to face Peter, and you're like, I can win this game. <laughs> Peter, and then Peter's he gets the, Peter's the UTEP, or no, no not the, UTEP, um, UTSA, UTSA, yeah. Hmm. The old Roadrunners of meep, yeah. meep. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all um, the only ones we come up with. No, well, all, all we all we had was Casey, Jamie, and me left. So I figured we just oh. finish them out. I, we didn't I just, do me. Oh yeah, you're not on there either. Well, I mean, I don't want to stoke your ego here, Nick, but you're kind of like the Alabama of the league. You're always normally in the playoffs. You won the most championships. You've probably made up some championships that, like, at this point, you're probably claiming championships. We don't even know that you had. He's probably um, cheating. Yeah, probably I mean, there's asterisks by several of my championship seasons, according that's, to the league. Okay, that's true. So you're the Alabama. Like I, I yeah, because I'll, like I'll give that one. Like every year, it's like Alabama does win the championship, but then like when they do the helmet of like how many championships they've won, it's gone up by like three, and you're like, wait, they have 25 championships? When did that happen? Like, it's like, oh yeah, they claimed one in 1940 as well. Yeah, that's a very Texas A&M thing to do. I don't think they've ever. <laughs> No, they 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 added championships and uh, conference oh, championships that, on their yeah. on their uh, stadium. Yeah, 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 and it's like 
yeah, there was like a conference they played in in like 1930, and they're like, actually, we're the no, best they did, team ever. No, they did. Uh, they did like um, they counted a division title as a conference title, and mm-hmm. they just like added them in the 90s. I should do that. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I had Casey as Iowa State, which maybe it's you know he's he's always got some. I feel like he always has some sort of Iowa State logo or something as a, oh, Jamie does too. Um, but specifically with last year where they just like had this breakout year, I don't know, no one, no one believed in him. Then, uh, he won it. I, I mean, mean, he did win it. He did team. win it all. Right. But he rebuilt the team. Yeah. So it's like the Brocktober, right? Like he got yeah. into October and it just, he started rolling. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, I like that. Oh, whoever just typed in mine, I am offended, but we will get to that. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my uh, my reasoning. <laughs> Was that you? Well, yeah. I, one of the one of those. My uh, mother in law is an alum, and I just give her all sorts of crap about it. So <laughs> I just hate one of those teams. Um, uh, okay, Jamie, who put that I one mean, in? I put Jamie as Stanford just because I feel like. Stanford, you know, was really good for a while. And Jamie had, uh, you know, like a four or five year period where he was in the playoffs and, you know, he won his division, but he never could get over the hump. And then now he's had two or three years in a row that he's just kind of like not very good, which kind of mirrors Stanford who, you know, I think the last time they had an A-win season was like three or four years ago. And like this year, they, I mean, they just got trounced by Utah they did upset um, Oregon, but not a very good team this year. weren't very good last year. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and so, I, I and so, and so, like, so the one thing about Stanford, though, is like they're just completely okay with it. Like, like David Shaw will be there until he doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. At this point, do you think Jamie's okay with like his like? Oh man, like he doesn't seem to be phased by liquored up success or failure. I mean, he just <laughs> he goes to Vegas and parties up with the Iowa State crew. And I mean, I feel know. I feel like his team went to Vegas this year and they haven't come back yet. They're, they're so right. that he's UNLV. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's day fifty of the Britney Spears concert and just still just still mm-hmm. enjoying it. <laughs> I mean, the other one for Jamie, I feel like I was like trying to think of here, like who is somebody that like kind of. He didn't win the championship, but like who reached heights and then they have come back to earth very quickly. And like Washington is like one where just like a few years ago they UCF, were like, dude, he's UCF. Mm. Yeah, okay. Like, like that one he better. reached some heights and he's just crashed back to earth. And you know, unless he's undefeated, nobody's talking about. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that one. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, Nick, explain yourself. All right, so Eric, I, I, they, these aren't terrible. They're just yeah. So before I release the teams, uh, I'll give you my reasoning behind them, and maybe people listening at home can c- try to guess. But I was trying to think of a team that every three to four years has a really good team, even to some extent has won championships, but in between those high highs, uh, kind of can fall off a cliff or have <laughs> you know just unbelievably bad seasons in between the highest of highs and uh Those that are should both... be enough time to kind of think about it yeah. but uh go i went with lsu <laughs> go tigers <laughs> lsu or auburn uh who are you know basically I, two I, people from the same i would li- i would like to claim the lsu one because um 
well because of the mother-in-law thing that i told you about which i just i just give her crap about auburn being cheaters like they can they can, the only way they can win is if they cheat um and so i'll, I'll self-claim lsu that i come in i go just in and out sometimes after i win i party too hard and get a divorce <laughs> have several affairs uh what else did they do hit on a booster's pregnant wife yeah yeah geez yeah but that was my rationale behind that yeah. and uh I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty like good. That um, that was probably one of our, I think, one of our better conversations on this podcast of like comparing to an actual co- college football team. Yeah, pretty good. Yep. Okay, so what do we got left? Uh, you, I mean, you guys want to talk about the bottles, or we can just wrap it up. Otherwise... I thought we did in a previous episode, didn't we? Uh, no, we didn't talk about the bottles. BK just released uh, yeah, what he was buying here. Yeah. Maybe we okay. Maybe we talked about options or something, but okay. Go on. No, I mean, I, so I think we got. Um, I I remember in 2019, I asked everybody what they wanted, and everyone just said whiskey. Like literally, that was just what everyone said. So, some there was like some like there was like some so some people were okay with gin. Some people were okay with um, rum every so often, but everyone just said whiskey. That was that was the overwhelming. I was going to, um, I have like just a little bit left of my cask finished gin that I won. I I have that same one. Yeah. That was really good. It's good. And I, I'm almost out. I almost finished it tonight for the pot, but I mean, I, um, I did almost go with that one because everyone that does get it always says like the, like I'm not a gin person, but this this is pretty good. So maybe maybe we'll go back next year. We don't need to get into this, but if you ever get Copperworks again for the league, please let me know beforehand because I can get a discount for you are, are you an, are you an investor in them Do yes you, you're an owner <laughs> i'm an owner yeah <laughs> i get those emails all the time they're like give us some money to get into it okay i, should, I didn't realize we were talking to an owner of copper works this week i'm sorry for offending you for getting some other stuff no it's fine um so yeah our bottles are the george dickle bottled and bond tennessee whiskey um i started to learn about the bottled and bond thing and i'm all in on it um i want to buy every bottled and bond whiskey because it sounds interesting um but really the where that came from is i was trying to get some bottles that sounded like conversational for the um cfb season and i was like we got to get something for tennessee because those people can't hold their liquor um and then uh taking it next is the monkey shoulders scotch which uh, is kind of self-explanatory for where that one came from. Uh, sounds interesting. Scotch. It's, it's made for mixing scotch, which I didn't know that that was a thing, but that is a thing. Um, the Redwood Empire just sounded really cool. I was like, Empire mm-hmm. is a good name. Good pick. Sazerac Rye. Um, that It's apparently kind of has its roots in Louisiana. And I was like, all right, that, this could be a good one just because Louisiana gave up on their season halfway through and that seems like a very <laughs> that seems like a very liquored up thing to be five games in and be like well fuck this shit we're done with it yeah <laughs> and then um can i, I can't speak I, I don't i can't I, I, I don't speak spanish i'm sure i could if i i learned it um so i'm going to pronounce this wrong but the abo solo l whiskey looks like abba solo yeah sounded interesting no, no, no reason for picking that one other than it just had a really interesting because it was a 
it's all Mexican ingredients and uh, distilled in Mexico, which is apparently very rare for whiskey. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. All right. Awesome. Um, oh, what I was going to say earlier is one of the suggestions, though, that people made was uh, Mark is a uh, sorry right word to put it. What, what is somebody that really likes wine? I uh, uh, like it like a, a sniffer of wine. What's it called? There's like a, a name. Sommelier. Oh. sommelier. Oh, well, a sommelier is like somebody that like like an expert. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what Mark is. I don't know. Every few years, I think him and Jackie go out to California and they find some place new they like. So I was like, Mark, uh, where is a good bottle of wine in California from? And he told me someplace. And it looked really good, but I, I don't... So we, it, would have been, we would have been giving out Hawkeye whiskey for the last two bottles if we bought that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did not go with that. But um, If you want we, to do wine next year... You know that'd be an interesting little twist. Yeah, like I, I, but the thing is, I was like, not that like even for like a nice bottle of whiskey, like we like who knows, like I just like, I, I mean, I enjoyed the the old fashioned that I made just now, but like, I'm just like worried that like if we spend you know like ninety bucks on a bottle of wine, like would we like actually get ninety dollars of enjoyment from it? And maybe that's not really doesn't really matter, but yeah, I think the wine is a little different because it's uh. It's kind of a you open it and you finish it in like minimum two or three days, and that's if you have the right equipment or whatever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So that's why I stayed away from that, but uh, thought about it. Hmm. All right, guys. Anything else we need to cover? I don't think so. All right, we kept this one under two hours. We're at an hour and seventeen minutes right now. So that's man back to our enthusiasm. The enthusiasm here is uh, kind I mean, of starting to wane. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you want me to say, Nick? I, I I will say that I hope you enjoy the five six game next weekend. Is, oh is that my maybe? God. I mean, as long as I'm playing one of Phil Brooks or Creed, <laughs> whatever, I'll take it. All right. I mean, I just I, I'm on the I'm on the team, Peter. I think he's got this championship locked up. Locked up. Wow. Yeah. Coming from someone who's actually, you know, you two in the playoffs. Well, it's a surprising I mean, thing to say, I would think. Of course, I want to win, and I, you know, in the deep, dark part of my soul, I want to win really badly. But so I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say EP is going to make, he's going to survive the battle royale as the last team, like <laughs> where he's, he's like the fourth amount of points. He's going to make it to the okay. next round. Okay. Amart is going to get off his bye and he's going to power him to the championship where he loses. Oh, wow. He's going to play that Iowa defense and just not too well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my pick. <laughs> I'm not going to pick for the best of the rest. My pick for winning it all. I'm going to go Creed. All right. I'm going like, to go. I feel like okay. it's George's year. I'm, I'm Alabama. You can never count him out. Wow. You think you got a chance. <laughs> no <laughs> fucking way. Oh, man. So when's, when's our next spot? Is that after after the season's a, over? We can do a championship preview. Championship yeah. preview? Okay. Let's do it. Man. I mean, Nick, what if, like, I'm trying to do it in my head. This Dude, pod is honestly, lingering. 
there's a chance, right, that if Creed or Peter loses, right, so if Creed or Peter is eliminated along with one of you or Pat, then Phil Brooks draws the other top seed and I get to, you know, go after you or Pat in like a sneaky backdoor, like, you know, you know, the, the semifinal of the bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's, I was just trying to work out my head. I, I guess I should have done this before we were talking about it. I was like trying to figure out like if, if you could have a one street brawl in the playoffs or something like that. And like, maybe you get revenge. Um, oh, I have stats on that, but like the last time Pat and I played in the playoffs was like 2013. Cause like, I don't count the battle Royale stuff. Yeah. Uh, some some chatter just ended here. EP, you you are okay with the uh, Scott Frost stand? Yeah, I am. I know in the first podcast of this year, we, I after we lost to Illinois, I said it's time to move on. But um, I like the moves that were made today. I think it needed to be done. I'd like to just say it's time for Iowa to make some shakeups. Man, our <laughs> offensive coordinator sucks. It's not going to happen, well, I, though. I, I was, got some I was nepotism it. going there, don't you? No kidding. After somebody said that um, Petrus was benched, I was reading about it was more. Was he benched or was he hurt? It's more that he's hurt. It's so, I mean, he can always come back. And what's, be, his, what's his injury? Shoulder. Is it like season ending? No. Uh, so he was hurt before the – so what they're saying is he was hurt before the Wisconsin game. And honestly, the worst thing that could have happened to that situation for Kirk and Brian Ferentz is that Padilla goes out when he gets the chance and looks like a competent quarterback because they made the decision before Wisconsin that Petrus at, you know, 50% is better than Padilla, which could not have been further from the truth after watching, you know, two series of Padilla not bouncing balls to his receivers and stuff. He was but, uh, you. Sorry, I just was spacing off watching the game. You like Padilla or no? I do. You do because better than Petrus. Petrus. Well, so Petrus, you know, he's been a, a lightning rod of stuff. But the last two weeks, Petrus hurt has basically been like the Ferentz is saying, like this season isn't important because we're going to just trot out and do this hurt because we don't trust his backup. But then his backup gets in and looks like a decent quarterback. And not that we would have won either of those games, but our offense was so bad in both of them that all we needed was decent quarterback play just to stay on the field long enough so that our defense could get some rest. So, anyway. Hmm. I like Padilla. Uh, yeah, I mean, two associated thoughts. Like, one, um, I'm, I'm guessing for Scott Frost, I don't think, I haven't at least seen it, but I'm guessing that his buyout was negotiated down. It was. And, his his uh, yearly salary was too. Okay. He. I mean, we got. A, I thought it was a steal out of it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, hell hates no fury with a, a man in a contract year. So I think Nebraska's gonna be pretty good next year because he's. Well, gonna, I gotta, I gotta earn that back. Well, and so, so, I mean, to kind of explain, you know, a lot of people are looking at it and not really understanding the details behind it all. I mean, when you fire a coach, the next year you can't expect to be better. You're you're going to exactly, go backwards. Yeah. And this year we had one of the toughest schedules in the nation. Next year, 
it's an easier schedule. Like we, we had a lot of, I mean, you know, all the top 10 teams that we played and we played them all close next year is not nearly that. And so if you just like keeping as is, it's should be, should be (laughs) better next year just because of the schedule. Yeah. Um, But also they're just like the, the players are obviously still playing hard, even though they're playing for nothing. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of things that go along with it. They got the $20 million buyout down to seven and a half million and his yearly salary is now from down from five to 4 million. So they put a lot of um, incentives. Did you just almost like fall over off your chair? Or what? Yeah. You literally fell off your chair after hearing that. I was standing, um, but oh, yeah, okay. even worse. So that, that's what all was tied up in that. And he, you know, you know, he fired his whole offensive staff, which needed to happen three years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's a huge win for Nebraska then. Cause like, even so like you're saying, like if it doesn't work out next year, which it sounds like probably just based on the schedule, they're still going to do better next year. Like if it doesn't work out, they just save themselves $13 million, which they can spend on a new coach, which is a lot better deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I was just, I was going to say my old man shouting at kids on the lawn is I, I really do not like these like mid season coaching turnovers, like how common they've gotten this year. Like I saw that, Texas Tech fired their coach when they were five and three, which is kind of crazy. And they've now already hired their next coach from Baylor, which is mm-hmm. like kind of, I feel like sucks for like the kids at Texas Tech who like they were like having, you know, like at least standing wise an okay season. They're like, well, you know why they get behind. that, right? No, I, I, I get why they do it, but I'm. Well, so they've already decided like this isn't our coach. Yeah. And if you look at Texas Tech's schedule, They've got some big games, and if yeah, they no, win those games, it makes it a lot harder to fire the guy. I mean, no, I, I think Les Miles was the blueprint for this, right? Like a, a few years ago, LSU wanted to fire them. It came out, LSU rallied, and then they fired him the next season. Um, I understand why they do it, but then I just feel bad. Like, you know, like you, the players are committing to a coach as much as a school, and he's gone. And then Baylor now, the players are committing to the, the assistant head coach who's now also gone in, at Texas. Well, and that Tech. was part of the reason for the the one free transfer rule, right? Yeah, Where yeah. now you can transfer and not have to sit out is for that exact reason. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get why it happens, but old man shouting at the lawn. I, th- I feel like there should be like some sort of like, whatever it is that's like, <laughs> whatever it's causing. I, I think part of it is the recruiting period too, right? Because there's a recruiting period sometime in December, I think where they can sign people. So you, yeah. you, you want to sign, you want to give your coach a month or whatever to kind of put together some recruits that's like move and, that out. I was going to say move that out to like January and then like have like a two week period in December where everyone gets fired and they can move around. And that's what it used to be. And that's, that's yeah. why Nebraska staff was fired today. Cause they're on yeah. by, they're going out to recruit. So they had to tell all the recruits, Hey, you're committing to a coach who's going to be here next year, but also we're going to fire every, all the, all the guys so that they don't go out and recruit and yeah. that they can get everyone signed by the early signing period of what December 15th or whatever it is. Yeah. So the the early signing thing is is really kind of changed. Well, all it's that. interesting, like you know, and this is like the classic NCAA thing, right? Where like there's a problem, and they come up with a fix for that one specific problem, and everybody's like, okay, but that's going to lead to like ten other problems, and they're like, no, we fixed the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. Does that, that put a lid on another pod? I think it does. It does. We got to 126, guys. Right. Couldn't break the one and a half hour mark. Sorry. Couldn't do it. See you guys later. Bye.
Yeah, it looks like a